My body is a cage. We take what we're given. Just because you've forgotten, that don't mean you're forgiven. Peter Gabriel. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And this is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise. Did we just switch? We did. Oh, man, that threw me off. (laughs) You did well. You, you threw me for a curve. You introduced your first, your, your first. You introduced yourself first, and uh, was I wasn't expecting that. I hope I hope I got that tag right though. I think you I think you got it right. Did I say the correct podcast name? I, I think so. I'll go back and listen, <laughs> and I'll just dub it over if it doesn't if it doesn't work out. Oh, fantastic! So, uh, what are we doing today? Well, today we are on episode two or three, if you count the introduction, on soul check. And today we're going to be talking about, um, have I submitted my body to Christ? I like it. I think we're ready to go. Let's just jump right into it. Awesome. Have at it. So uh, it's easy to think, well, I don't need to even worry about my body. That's completely different from the rest of me. Right. It's not my soul. That's right. So why even pay attention to it? Why does it matter? Or it's possible to begin worshiping the body more than and not paying attention to anything else. But that's clearly not what's happening in our culture. We don't have all these magazines for physical fitness and sexual pleasure and all these body things. And that, that we, we don't do that. We don't worship the human body mm. in Western culture, do we? Well, we might have a little problem. We there. totally do. <laughs> that was that was a bad case of sarcasm. Oh, uh, yeah, we kind of tend to go one way or the other. We really do. Like we don't like we say, oh, we're not going to body shame. But then we immediately turn around and glorify people for certain body types. Yeah, we absolutely do. Yep. It's a weird thing. So we're prone to be unhealthy, though, in our, in our culture, I think for a lot of reasons. I mean, we're just kind of surrounded by unhealthy thinking about the physical body. You know, we're busy and we're stressed, and yep. that makes it just difficult when you're too busy and you're too stressed. That makes us unhealthy. Sometimes it might be out of ignorance of like, I really don't know what's healthy for me. And you, you don't know what you don't know. People have certain allergies. They can't handle certain types of meats. And if you're not paying attention to what your body is saying, mm-hmm. then it's going to be all kinds of messed up. It's one of the advice that um, pregnant women are given. It's like, you know your body yeah. during this time period. You yeah. need to listen to your body. And just that, that idea of listen to your body yeah. is a really interesting concept. Yeah. And even what people have access to. Uh, there's mm. communities that may not have access to healthy options. And so uh, that's something that we should consider in all of this, too. I hope that as we go through this, though, it's all taken with grace. Yeah. We're, it's not helpful to make people just live in guilt, and it's not good for any of us to do that. So we don't want you to be thinking, oh, they're going to make me feel real guilty. Nope, not going to do that today. Not at all. We're not trying to sell you a Christian diet book. We're not saying do the Daniel (laughs) fast. We're not saying, oh, here's the Ezekiel bread. That's not what we're saying. We believe that God cares about the whole person. And if we're not careful, we can kind of make the body evil, Mm -hmm. but the soul good. 
And that's a very dangerous thing. That's a very Gnostic thing that the, that the early Gnostics said, oh, the material world is evil. But God created everything, and he said, this is good. It's so good. God can redeem our body. So what are what, 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 so what, what, what's something that we do wrong, but we can... We can fix and we, 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 how, we, how we think about our body. What's the right way we should think and treat our body? Well, I think we should realize that um, we are just one person. I'm just Brian. Yeah. And so if something is ailing with me physically, it impacts me emotionally yeah. and in all ways. And so uh, we want to think about this kind of from a spiritual standpoint. If you even think about like the words on a menu, decadent temptation, sin, um, you know, kind of like, oh, like the, you know, chocolate cake is my guilty pleasure. There's all these kind of even spiritual words that we kind of toss into physical, even food items, which is kind of funny to think about. Angel food cake. Exactly. But think about some other related spiritual principles, gratitude, recognizing many people live maybe without daily food. Am I being grateful for even what I have today? You know, stewardship of our bodies. Uh, pride, false gods, mm. being made in God's image, sacrifice, hospitality, all of these things can kind of play into this idea of food and, and how we exercise, how we think of our bodies, whether too highly or too lowly. And, and when we think about our bodies too highly, that just becomes a, a kind of worship, which yeah. we don't want to do. So how do we not worship our body, but still view it appropriately? Yeah. So. I want to lay out kind of just six principles kind of real quickly today. And the first one is, uh, answers your question. I think it's a principle that helps us. And it's this, your body isn't worthy of your worship, but it's worthy of your care. Oh, that's good. I think that's really helpful for me to think about, um, that uh, your body is an instrument, not an ornament. (laughs) Oh, that's good. I like that. And so we want our bodies to be healthy but we just need to check ourselves that it doesn't become an idol for us. Mm. So realizing there's a balance there, but we're also not to just discard them and think, um, well, I don't care about how I treat my body. That's not a helpful way to think about that either. Those extremes aren't appropriate, and they seem to be detrimental in the long run, that you can be so obsessed with body fat content, you know, yep. but then on the other side, you can say, eh, whatever, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to die anyway. Yeah. So the, the healthy medium is, no, you deserve to take care of your body and you should take care of your yep. body. Yep. So it's not worthy of your worship, but it's worthy of your care. Number two, view exercise and eating as spiritual. Proverbs 23 says, when you sit down to eat with a ruler, think about what is in front of you. Put a knife to your neck if you are a man who is given to much eating. Uh-oh. To, like to, to pull the food out <laughs> as it goes down? Or? <laughs> uh, verse 3, do not desire his special foods, for they are put there for no good reason. Now, there's some other things playing, but there's this idea of like, hey, if you're just given to gluttony, careful. Like, yeah. th- think about this. Um, Think about kind of what you're doing. Self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. Absolutely. And we see that Jesus echoes this when he says, hey, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye is causing you to stumble, pluck it out. He's echoing the same type of verbiage that Proverbs is using. Yeah. First Corinthians 6 says, your body is meant for the Lord. And, you know, if you are married, you know, God gave you a spouse. You are to care well for her. If you have money, you're to care well and steward your money well. You've been given a body. So care well for the body that you've been given. Yep. 
So, uh, oh, the last verse I wanted to mention, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, uh, just on number two here is, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. Again, there's some other context there, but right. I think it, it still has application to how you treat your body, treat your body as to the Lord. Right. Now, this doesn't mean you can't enjoy cake. Or this, this doesn't mean that you can't have Doritos or anything, which we would say, oh, that's really bad for your body. That, that, that's not what we're saying. We're saying be conscious, and you need to be aware of what you're doing, what you're eating, and how you're treating your body. Absolutely, and that leads us to number three. Make a plan. Make a plan. Just any common sense plan, and it doesn't even have to be a real strict plan. Now, some people may be in a place where they need a very strict Game change. Yeah. My my wife is one of those. She's allergic to corn. Oh, and man. you know what corn is in? Everything. Everything. Oh, man. Even not food. Medicines, yeah. clothing, like polyester has so much corn and stuff in it. So for us, oh, our, our dietary restrictions for our family, they're very stringent. Got to call restaurants to make sure that we're good. Because yep. if she ingests that, she'll be knocked out in bed for two to three days as her body's fighting that off and everything. So, yeah, making a plan and sticking with it. Yep, yep. And... Uh, I, I'd ho- hope that, in fact, I'll put in the show a uh, link here, some, some notes from my good friend, Sloan Taylor, who's um, a, a dietitian over at St. Francis Hospital and also works with uh, some athletic programs, football teams and such. And what she would say is sometimes simplicity is the best plan. So maybe just starting with thinking about, hey, have like at least half the stuff on your plate be something that's grown you know, something like a vegetable or fruit, um, that would be a really good start for you, at least half your plate, if not a little bit more. And that's like a, you're not having like spreadsheets for that. Just kind of a common sense kind of thing for lots of people if you don't need a super strict plan, but do what you need to do to make that plan and go with it. There you go. I think there was a, there was another thing where people are saying like, oh, look at the ingredients. And Mm -hmm. if you can't, if you don't know what it is or you can't read it, don't eat it if you don't if yeah. you have to look maybe maybe stay away from it if you're trying to be a little bit more healthy conscious a comedian said she did that and she went home and she ate an entire bag of sugar <laughs> <laughs> awesome so okay all right you know <laughs> so uh, what's what's the fourth one measure and that is one thing i, I like about the story of daniel he's mm-hmm. like hey let's give it 10 days let's see what happens in 10 days and measure and i think I think this follows your plan. Like if you have a plan, measure, like see how it's doing. And I don't think that only involves standing on the scale, although it might be part of it, but just asking like, am, am I feeling healthy? Am I alert at work? Do I have energy to play with the kids? Can I focus when I'm, when I'm studying for school? And if not, then maybe we need to have a new plan. And mm-hmm. that's for kids and teenagers and adults. Because if we can't do those things, then maybe if we made a change to our exercise plan or to our diet, or maybe hey, maybe if I find out if I walk for 15 minutes in the morning, I'm really alert, you right. know, when I'm studying in the morning. So finding out those things uh, are good. So we need to measure and not just kind of had our head stuck in the sand. Yeah. Uh, you know, thinking that we'll just survive and get through it. All right. I grew up with the food pyramid. Did mm. you have that? Of like, you need to have. Yes. Like, here's your daily intake, X number of vegetables, X number of breads, X number of meats kind of thing. You're just kind of balancing that. Uh, it's something that we still we still utilize yeah. and, and everything. I'm glad that my kids like broccoli. Yeah, absolutely. They're weird. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. So what's the fifth one? The fifth one is be courageous. 
So you may have to make some choices that are difficult. And mm. I know for your family to have to be on a strict diet, it means that you need to be courageous sometime enough to say like, hey, we'd love to come over, but we do have these kind of yep. guidelines for eating. And that takes a little bit of courage because you can feel rude even though you're not. Right. It's just something that the weird bad parts of our head can tell <laughs> right. us sometimes. Or that you're being inconvenient because yes. people are having to change their own dietary cooking, right. everything to, to, to accommodate you. Um, but I just see that as an act of loving your neighbor. Absolutely. To, I do to be too. perfectly honest. I mean, isn't that one of the best ways that we get to love our neighbors through inconvenience? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when we have people over, we want to know how we can serve them well. So maybe instead of thinking I'm going to inconvenience someone yeah. or uh, be frustrating to somebody, maybe think, yeah, I'm going to be courageous here and yeah. do the right thing so that I can take care of myself. Yeah. And I know that there's times where I have to choose and show discernment between, uh, okay, this group of people is eating this. And I'm just going along and I don't and I and I can eat it and it's gonna be okay. Right. But I also know that if I do that every single time, there's seasons of my life mm. where I would have just been eating a pizza diet and that was it. So uh, Yeah, I was in college we have once. To figure that out, yeah. Taco Bell, fourth meal. That's <laughs> that's how I harmed myself in college. <laughs> All right. So number six, be gentle and gracious. Getting beat up over the head does not help. So, again, I, I appreciate Daniel's example uh, that we read uh, when he was talking to the people who were saying, we want you to eat this, and he had a different idea. But he doesn't make them feel terrible for what they're eating. He no. doesn't say, you guys are the worst thing, you're terrible for doing this. He says, hey, can we try something different? And I think there's a great principle there of just being gentle and gracious and there are times when my diet is outside of my control. Right. And if that's okay and it's not super unhealthy for me, then I can do that and be gracious. Yep. But there's times I may need to gently say, hey, I'm going to maybe order this or do this or skip this. And we can just try to navigate that together. But the, the body is important. And as we are healthy, uh, that allows us to serve some people in some ways that we right. can when we're not. But God also uses us in our weakness. So if you're struggling physically right now, you don't need to beat yourself up about that. But just realize the body's an instrument, so care for it as best you can. So many people get caught up in how they look as the source of their identity. Mm. We hear so many stories of people committing self-harm, yeah. um, of trying to, because of gender dysphoria, trying to change their body to fit how they feel or how they think. And so we want to make sure that this, even though we are talking quite a bit about the dietary stuff, um, body care goes beyond that. Those are kind of like the beginning principles, the beginning ideas behind that. Um, but it's not just, it's not just food. It's also how you carry your body and what you think about your body and, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and listening to what God says about your body more than what the world says about it. You know, the world can say you're too fat or you're too thin in the same breath mm -hmm. and it doesn't make any sense. And I think it's because that the body is considered to be so important and then at the same time the least important thing as well. So we need to be careful about how much emphasis we put on how our body shapes our identity hmm. um, because what we can do is that we can change our body to fit what we want it to be or we'll change ourselves to fit what our body is yeah and that, that and that can be that can be a little bit dangerous to to get into um i know 
I don't know of anybody who hasn't had a moment of, oh, I don't like what I look like. Oh, my goodness. Right. So the question is, how do you deal with that? Yeah. And how do you respond? But then I know people who are just think that they're, you know, Venus and just right. this beautiful goddess and this right. amazing Herculean yeah. figure. And they're, and they're very proud of that. And the minute that's taken away. Yeah, then what? Then what? Absolutely. And and we're not even going to go farther than uh, other than to say, you know, social media portrays yep. everybody as, oh, they are Venus mm-hmm. or they feel like that. I don't feel like that. Yep. And the truth is the person on the other end of that is having the exact opposite conversation of like, oh, right. that person is so, I wish I looked like that. Yep. And that's super unhealthy. One of the things that I'm constantly amazed at when I just think about the human body is I just watch kids. I mean, thinking about your three little girls, yeah. you turn them loose in my backyard, oh, and <laughs> the energy that comes out of their tiny little bodies it's is unbelievable. It's like an atomic bomb in human form. It, it's like watching jazz in real life with the chaos that they just, it's, it's madness. I'm, I'm just amazed. Like, how did like one little corner of broccoli like fuel that for hours? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so God has done an amazing thing in creating the human body and how it is fueled and energized. Yep. And I would encourage you in this as parents, figure out ways to help your kids be healthy because the habits that you give them, they'll carry with them for a lifetime. And that can be a blessing or a curse, but help them think in the right ways about the body, encourage them in that. Uh, just to have that healthy, nuanced, biblical approach to the human body. That'll be a great blessing. So let's echo this back. Here are the six biblical principles for how we should view our body. Your body isn't worthy of worship, but it's worthy of care. View exercise and eating as spiritual. Make a plan. Measure. Be courageous and be gentle and gracious. Awesome. Hey, we'll we'll put these in the show notes if you want to go back and find them and link to a couple of helpful articles. And we would love for you to leave a review, share this with others that helps people find us, and let us know what you're thinking. Give us ideas for some future shows. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise. And ending the episode with the appropriate order of introduction. <laughs> it threw me off. Oh, we did do it right it, that time, didn't we? We did. We did. Bye. Wait, <laughs> who's supposed to say blessings? Uh... <laughs>